The Algarve region offers a hundred miles of warm sun and a collection of charming resort towns from Land's End to the Spanish border. Our guides are Cristina Duarte and Robert Wright. They specialize in showcasing the highlights of Portugal and the Algarve to American visitors. Cristina, Robert, bon dia. Thank you. Thank you. Obrigada. So when we think of the Algarve, Cristina, what does it mean to the to a Portuguese? Holidays. <laughs> it's where we go to holidays with our families. Nice. And normally because it is the, the kids aren't school until the end of June, so everybody goes at the same time. So July and August can be pretty crowded. But if we have a chance and going out of July or August, it is a marvelous place to go. Wonderful beaches, wonderful food, very good offer of uh, of places where to stay, hotels, and also houses that we can rent houses or apartments. And June is absolutely beautiful. Until the first week of July, it's quiet. So that is interesting that there's a huge huge bell-shaped curve of demand. And in the summer, summertime vacation, it's everybody's down there. Yes. Now, Robert, uh, when you think of the popularity among locals, and and you were local, are the locals looking for a big resort or are they looking for the cute little little cove or the little town that hides away? I think uh, locals are looking for uh, just basically good, nice, relaxing beaches wherever they may be. Right. Because uh, what Christina was saying is it's kind of like when you go off-season, a little bit off-season, uh, you have to think that you can't go to Nazare. You can't go to the beaches that are up north because the weather's still not quite Oh, that's a good, good point. Because there are good beach resorts sure. north of Lisbon. Sure. But if you're a little bit shoulder season, mm-hmm. you want to go in the you south. You want to go south because you're guaranteed good weather. Down there by Morocco. Yeah. Now, when you go to the south, uh, I'm sure that every region of Portugal has some different cuisine. What do you think about to enjoy the food scene when you're on the Algarve? The food scene is fantastic because you're right there on the water. You get every kind of fresh seafood you can imagine. Oh. And I guess the, the best expression of that in Portugal is the is the dish that everybody goes there for. It's the cataplana. Yes. The cataplana is like a, just a big, big mix of all this great seafood, some potatoes, juicy broth. It's just really like the essence of the Algarve. If I have a joy meter, it just went off the chart with both of you here when you said the word cataplana. <laughs> yeah. Cataplana. Christina, what do you think of what's, what's in a cataplana? Cataplana is all kind of fish. It's basically, the cataplana is the name, not of the recipe, but is the name of the pot. And it's a fun it's thing a to pot. buy as a souvenir. Yeah. I yes, noticed yes, a lot yes, of yes. people like to it's buy them. A, a copper, it's a copper clam-shaped pot, mm-hmm. so tw- it's like a double pot yep. with the pot and the cover. And we slice uh, onions, potatoes, and the fish in raw, mm-hmm. and we just leave it to steam in very low cooking. Okay. So all the flavors of the fish, mm. the different ones, are there. So more variety of fish you have, more it, it becomes good, of course. Now, when I'm researching the chapter in our Portugal guidebook uh, for Salema, which mm-hmm. is my favorite town on the Algarve, Every restaurant is so proud of their cataplana. Oh, yes. Mm. yes. And, and each one must be a little bit different. Uh, Robert, how, how could a cataplana be different from one restaurant to the next? It, well, first of all, the depending on the catch of the day, whatever yeah. is available, that's yeah. one, one thing. Another would be maybe the type of vegetables you add to it. You could add red peppers. You could not add red peppers. Yeah. Uh, you could add different spices if you wanted so to. So a variety of spices. There's a variety of things you can do to it, yeah. So yeah, yeah. sort of a, Sometimes a creative a little bit cream. option for them. Sure. A little bit cream. You could add mm-hmm. cream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. These are like nice little old-style pressure cookers. 
And you can also, because it, it, it's a lot of fish, you can split it. Can you order Yeah, you have to. You have so to. These are big, yeah. These are big. Yeah, these <laughs> yes. Are, you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, go to Spain and order paella for one. Okay. So you I certainly gotcha. wouldn't go to Portugal and order cataplana for one. That's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Now, when we think of the Algarve, there's basically two halves, geographically and personality-wise. How would you characterize the East and the West, Robert? Uh, I would say the East is a little bit more laid back, less touristy, a little bit... Um, Seems less dramatic to me. It is less it dramatic. It is less dramatic. Less dramatic. Yes. There's, yeah. there's less uh, yeah, hubbub and like not right. really a lot of stuff going because on. Because in the West, you've got these postcard perfect rock formations right. that people just love. Yes. What are we talking about? There, uh, we Christina? are talking about rock formations by the sea and it, we can actually visit them because they are in many uh, small town fishing towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can either organize your tour on the caves by a, a local company. So the big city, Lagos. Yes. And they have little $15 yes. boat yeah, rides yeah, out yes. to the rocks. Yes, it is about one hour mm-hmm. and it's very nice because you can get actually inside of these caves and you have this emerald beautiful sea colors mm. and also the formation of the caves of the rocks mm. are absolutely beautiful. Mm. Uh, but if a person is in a smaller place like Salima, you might find, you know, a fisherman that has a little boat. Has a boat. We'll yeah, has a little boat a and takes you yeah. out for a while, for a half an hour. Now that's yes. a fun way for a fisherman yes. to make a little extra yes, money yes, and it's exactly. a fun way for a tourist yes. to have an unforgettable experience. That's with a local. Yeah, with, with a, local. a local. Very nice. Our guides to Portugal on Travel with Rick Steves are Lisbon-based Cristina Duarte and Robert Wright, who'd lived in Lisbon for many years and is now based in neighboring Sevilla in Spain. We have links to our guests with this week's show notes at ricksteves.com radio. Our phone number is 877-333-RICK. Gary's calling from Rochester in New York. Gary, have you been to Portugal? Uh, I have, I have, and uh, to your guest, bon dia. Bon, bon dia. dia, all right. So what was your experience yeah. in the Algarve, Gary? I had come back from Morocco, and I was a graduate student. I was traveling around, and uh, I was in Huelva in the southwest uh, corner of Spain. And some friends I had known said, uh, if you get that close, you got to go over to the Algarve. And uh, our, my ultimate destination was Lisboa, but the train takes you right along the coast. Mm-hmm. And um, I stopped in Faro, and you're right, it's... Faro is, is not a tourist town that I recall, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a beautiful small town, and you can get around in it, and there's some wonderful people there. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you find an expat community down there? Because I know a lot of Brits like to head down to the south coast of Portugal. I've got a friend who retired down there. Yep. Actually, uh, I asked some people in town where's a good place to stay, and they said there's a, a small hotel on the village square, and they had Portuguese flags and British flags out in front, so I said... Uh, so I'm going to try that. And I went in, and uh, it was a couple from England. They had been there, opened the place for a few years before, and uh, they had a nice little British happy hour, kind of a British pub. They sent me to a restaurant called uh, Fin del Mundo, the end of the earth. Huh. I ended up going to this restaurant for three nights in a row while I was staying in Faro. And I'll tell your your guests, this was a while ago, so it's not this cheap, but I think it was $3 or, or $4 I got a a half a liter of wine and a plate of uh, biggest pieces of fish I had ever seen, to mm. potatoes <laughs> and bread. And I just sat there and ate and drank my heart out. You know, when you find a fun little local restaurant like that and just nice house wine and some fresh seafood, uh, you almost feel like, is this right when you get the bill? It's it's very affordable. Oh, and it is fun. It this was brick, it, it was beautiful. I and, mean, you know, you get on the train 
and it takes you over through Albufera and that coastal area and those beaches yeah. and they, the locals they pull the boats up on the sand and uh, it's fantastic. Anybody who's not been there should make it a a priority. It's really uh, not expensive, but it's one of the most beautiful spots I've been to. So, and you were just heading from southern Spain to Lisbon, and you sort of um, hopped off the train, and you, you discovered the Algarve. Gary, thanks so much for okay. your call. You're welcome. Thanks, Rick. Take care. That's very good point, is that mm-hmm. the train transportation is good, and there's this wonderful sort of mix of expats and Portuguese. Robert, you're you're an expat there. Uh, it's kind of a nice, easygoing, you know, southern coast vibe. There is, and, and actually I can uh, do a little bit of a comparison for you if you like, Rick, because I know the Costa del Sol in Spain pretty well by living there, uh-huh. and then also kind of comparing it to what the Algarve has. There's really, you know, if the Costa del Sol is so developed and overrun right. uh, with just the same kind of tourists, but it's just more developed. And so you go to the Algarve and you get a much more relaxing experience. There are expats there. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's people, there's Dutch, there's British, there's people from yeah. everywhere. But it's on a much smaller scale, and yeah. there's not nearly as many high-rises. You know, when it, because it's on a much smaller scale, I think they, there's an attitude that they're going to mix in a little better because there's mm. so many Belgians in this Belgian favorite town on the Costa del Sol sure. and so many Dutch and so many Germans and so many Brits that they become British enclaves or yeah. German enclaves that are looking for, not for a change in culture but for a change in weather. And a nice beach. Sure. That's the Spanish Costa del Sol. That is. You don't find that really. On Not the as much. And remembered. Portugal. And a lot of the little hotels happen to be run by British expats, which means there's no communication problems. That's true. And yeah. So like, we we like, get a good hotel experience or a good yeah, homestay experience. For sure. And uh, and there's no problem with communication either. I, and that 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 <laughs> helps a lot. This is travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Robert Wright and Christina Duarte. We're talking about the south coast of Portugal, the Algarve. And let's just close with your your favorite Algarve moment. Robert, if you just wanted to capture one iconic experience or or one unforgettable memory on the Algarve, what would it be? I think for me it was the very first time I went out to Cape Sagres. So um, growing up in the United States and then moving to Europe and like hearing all these stories of exploration and knowing Henry the Navigator and everybody who went out and to actually physically see the sunset right there on the Cape. Looking out uh, at the sea out where at they the didn't Atlantic, know there was dragons out there. Didn't know what was there and just looking out west and knowing that, wow, there's a lot of space between here and where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Standing on what feels like the tip it, of the earth. It really does feel like the end of the earth. Yeah. Oh, mm. my. Christina. For me, it's like, uh, well, as family vacation. Yeah. And uh, it's a wonderful place to take the children and as a, as a family just looking to the kids and seeing how much fun they are having at 9 o'clock in the evening when it is still light and they are digging holes in the sand and just having the time, their time to be children and just discovering on the rocks the little shells and the clams and the, the stars. All that makes part of it. Um, They're putting together the little pieces that when they're your age, they'll look back and think, exactly. my mother and father yeah, gave exactly. me a beautiful childhood. Yes, that's what we, we like to take our children for, is like also building the mosaic of their memories. And uh, as young at heart travelers, as kids at, at heart with a passport, yes. we can all enjoy that. Yes. We can put together those memories Definitely. we'll cherish for yes. the rest of our lives. Cristina Duarte, Robert Wright, obrigado. De nada. Obrigado. Bon dia. Bon dia. Bon dia. Hey, I'm Rick Steves, and I love art. 
And in my new book, Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, I share my favorites with gorgeous photos and vivid descriptions. It's all in Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, Art for the Traveler. It's available now at ricksteves.com.